Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, is it? A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. We're the biggest in the world, thanks to you. How about that? Uh, second episode this week, a Super Bowl Stupidity Super Bowl special. And we uh, we have called in some heavyweights, no pun intended. Chris Cody? <laughs> ah, Super Bowl! <laughs> Uh, you look very happy this morning, and it's not just the nachos. You look, I mean, or maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know, Cody. You look very happy this morning. I mean, Stu, this is our week, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the week yeah. for sports people, for sports guys, and I'm excited. Yes, yes. And, and, and yet I, I feel like we've talked precious little Super Bowl on our show, so uh, they have left it to me and you to do a kind of Super Bowl special here that will air as part of the Lepidard show. <laughs> Uh, this week on the podcast. I'm very excited. I mean, I, I feel like you can, not to just get right into betting and predictions, but can you pass up on a Mahomes three-point favorite? Like, usually Mahomes and the Chiefs are like 10-point favorites, and I bet them every time. I, I don't, ca- don't, do it, I don't care about the GOAT. I, I'm not passing Chris, up a three-point Mahomes favorite. Give me Brady. Don't do it, give me the oh, Bucks. No. Give I, it to me all day. Give me those three and a half. <laughs> I care about you, Chris. Don't do it. I can't. I, I have, I've already put way too much money on Mahomes. I'm, I'm already in too deep. 
It is very tempting. I mean, listen, you have a quarterback who's, you know, still under the age of 25, about to win his second Super Bowl, or we'll see if he's going to win his second Super Bowl. Uh, I'll remind you, though, the last time that Brady played Mahomes in a big game, AFC Championship game on the road, Brady won that game. So, I mean, be Damn it. <laughs> time to start hedging. <laughs> but Brady's at home this time. Yeah. I mean, well, no, that's not. Uh, could, can it be? Can it be considered at home if they can't even fire the cannons when they score a touchdown in Tampa? Wait. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Dwight Freeney in here as a uh, co-host. Mike Golick's gonna join us as wow. well a little bit later. Who's on. who? Yeah, very excited. I know who's who. Dwight Freeney co-hosting? Huh? <laughs> Stupidity. Um, that's how we roll. We're gonna we're listen. Between us, before Dwight gets here, we have to press him on getting Peyton Manning on the show, correct? We have to do that. <laughs> I imagine you already have that in the works. Uh, no. I, 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 it's Mikey A's relationship. Oh, Mikey, come on. Make it happen, uh, Mikey. I, I might have I sent a little, hey, you know what would be really cool? You know what would really help your Q rating? <laughs> getting Manning on. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't get that a lot. Hey, I want to be friends with you now. Get me Peyton Manning. I mean, if he wants to be permanent co-host of Stupidity, you have to come with some goods, and Peyton Manning will get it done. I mean, I think that would get it done, right? So Freeney has played against Peyton Manning, uh, played with Peyton Manning, played against Tom Brady, has won a Super Bowl, is a Hall of Famer. He's a seven-time pro. And all we want to do is have him get Peyton Manning on? (laughs) Well, no, I want to talk to him about what it was like to play in the Super Bowl, what it was like to sack Tom Brady, uh, what it was like to play with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Do you think that's his most gratifying sack? Do you think, like, putting Tom Brady on the ground and he got up and he goes, I've done it. I'm good now. Uh, it's, it's, well, what do you think, Chris? Would it be Brady sacking Brady at any point in his career or sacking Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl that he won? Asking somebody their most gratifying sack is just a funny question. I know in the football terms it works, but it's just a funny, like, you know, if I'm being immature. What's your most gratifying sack? I could go, I could go, I could go stroll. I could go, uh, you know, sexual. There's a lot of ways you could go with sack. Right. Um, what are you? How are you going about in a pandemic? How are you going about the uh, the pregame? Oh. You know, the food, the spread, all that. You're not going to have a lot of people no. up in the house, right? No. Right. Doctor Fauci said, "Don't yeah. do that," and I do whatever Fauci says. So, what are you going to do here? You know. <sighs> I'm good with not a lot of people over, by the way. Like, I have been avoiding big Super Bowl parties since the 90s. So, for me, uh, this is working out perfectly. I'm good with, you know, with less people. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up at my dad's house. And for me, Super Bowl week is about the dip. I don't know about you guys. Like, obviously, I like a good chicken wing. I like a good all the stuff people make, like the main dishes. But for me, Super Bowl is about the dips, the quesos, the guacs, the spinach dips, the, the tuna dip, the bean dip, the hummus, if you will. So I'm really looking forward. Were you asking me about watching the game or the food? You were talking about food, right? No. So yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't I talk to you about anything other than fucking food? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, it's my wheelhouse. That's why I just started. You think I want, We're about to have Dwight Freedy on and then Mike Golick. You think I want your that's, thoughts on the game? That's why when, you, your thoughts on the food? when you asked me about my Sunday, I just I blacked out and went to food. So I just kind of like didn't hear the last part of your question. So I was making sure I was answering the right thing. But yeah, to me, it's yeah. a it's a dip day. And I'm just excited. I don't know. Like, usually you have 20 people over and you say, hey, you're bringing the bean dip. You're bringing the tuna. And, and I get all my dips. With the smaller crowd, I got to kind of, like, figure out what my top three or four dips are. So I make sure those can, you know, get in my mouth. Right. 
You got to purchase them yourself. Yeah, or make them. Dip is know, dangerous man. in COVID Your dad's time. Not... Dip is dangerous. I mean, you've got yeah. dip is a dangerous well, di- game. Di- That's true. Dip is a dangerous game, but if you're if you're only dipping with your family, then I th- I feel like you're safe. I yeah. feel like Chris isn't having a ton of no. people over his house. He's going to. His It'll just be house. my parents and my wife and my kid. Yeah, that's it, and my brother. But yeah, so I'm not that worried about that. But you are right. That brings up a good point. Dip is a dangerous game, and I am reckless with that. I don't know about you guys. I'm a double dipper. I'll say it. I know it's a pandemic. I don't care if there's 30 people there. If I if I still have some chip left, I'm going back in. I would say, Mikey A, it's a great point by you. I would say in a pandemic, okay, that in the food category, Dip is the most dangerous of games. <laughs> dip is the most dangerous of games, yes. Can you think of a more dangerous game than Dip? Yeah, I mean, perhaps football, but I mean, right. any more dangerous I guess game pigs in the blanket, like I'm not touching the other pigs when I go in to grab one, so that's not that dangerous. <laughs> I guess if you're if you're not double dipping, is it that dangerous of a game to dip? If you're if you well, let's just say let's just say you made the mistake of having like twenty five people over, which you're not supposed to right. do. What I'm asking you is, would you feel uh, would you feel more scared dipping with twenty five strangers or being sacked by Shaq Barrett in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Shaq Barrett, I like to live dangerously with the food. <laughs> I can go limp. I can go limp on Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine 25 mikey c's over your house and you're all sharing the same tip ball. see now that's dangerous because there's always a hacking cough and you don't know what it's from uh yeah <sighs> that's a whole different discussion and during this pandemic whenever anyone coughs and i'm like around my dad all the time it's like hey cover your mouth okay enough of the cough right. okay so what are your feelings on super bowl food that's not quite super bowl appropriate in other words, I, I, I host my in-laws. Uh, like hummus? See, see yeah, hummus, hummus is a dip. That's that's <laughs> fine. But when you're say when when right. someone says like, hey, I'm gonna bring chili and they bring over, you know, turkey white white chili. Like when oh, they when yeah. they when when they are like, hey, I'm gonna bring something over and it's a salad. Like I'm I'm okay with oh, that yeah. at Christmas. I'm okay with that at Thanksgiving. I'm okay not with that Super on Bowl. Sunday dinner. Not on the Super Bowl. If it's not fried, if it's not wrapped in bacon or something, I don't want it. I mean, I I can only speak for myself, and we'll get Chris's answer. Um, that person is allowed to make that mistake once. Okay. okay. What if you married into that person's family? Oh, wow. That's, a That's on you, Dangerous then. game. Dangerous game, Mike. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you know, you, you might want to serve up some papers at some point. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> It is a dangerous game. You're right. <laughs> the least dangerous of games is football. As we find out. Is, is yes. ground beef being replaced by turkey just in any form, whether it's in tacos or whether it's what you're talking about? That's just well, that's when we know we've reached a bad no, place. No, it's, it's bad. Society, yeah. Right? No, I can't have that. I, I feel like Dwight agrees with that. I feel like Dwight Freeney agrees with that. He prefers ground beef over this turkey stuff. Give, give me real tacos oh. over ground turkey tacos. Turkey. Who eats turkey? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm <laughs> Turkey tacos. This is, this is going to sound redundant, <laughs> but turkey tastes like dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, Mike. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. I get it. <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. 
Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer all right Dwight, thanks for doing it. What, what's going on with you these days man what are you up to man listen i'm doing a whole bunch of diaper changes <laughs> uh, that's, that's i'm becoming a professional diaper changer all right and, and, and outside of that i'm a i'm a uh, amateur hacker golfer right okay. i'm over here trying to figure out this golf swing it doesn't make any sense i don't know why i have great rounds and i have bad rounds you know, I'm playing with all these people. I want to throw clubs, but I don't want to, you know, make it look like, you know, oh, God, this angry guy on the golf course. Because that's how you, you know, as an athlete, you know, in, in a football game, you get mad, you want to break something. You want to destroy something. Well, on the golf course, you have certain rules that you can't do. So that's my issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get so mad. I want to throw the golf club into the lake. You know, <laughs> Dwight, I would say you could do whatever the hell you want on the golf course. Like, feel free. Get as angry as you want. It's okay. Yeah, I could, but I won't be able to finish the round. It'd be hard to finish the round with like nine clubs. <laughs> All right. So you're changing the diapers in the house because Chris Cody, who's up here, mm-hmm. uh, who's doing the uh, the hour with us here. Chris Cody is. Well, you're at the same phase in life, I believe. Chris Cody, are you doing any diaper changing? Oh, my God. <laughs> so many shitty diapers. My daughter's three and uh, she <laughs> does this thing now where she's good about peeing on the toilet, but pooping she wants to do in her pants still. So I, it's really all I'm dealing. I'm not dealing. Oh, I'm not dealing with pee diapers. I'm dealing with shit diapers. And it's everywhere. and it's grown up. Di- it's grown up filled diapers. Like it's not that little yes. mustard spread when they're little kids. No, no. Now Sometimes it's full she, on. Yeah, turds. She's trying to smuggle something. She walks by me and I'm like, "What are you trying to smuggle past the gate here?" Like. This- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm not there yet. I'm actually at infant stage. Oh. I'm at infant stage. So all she's doing is sleeping, eating, and taking dumps. And that's it. <laughs> I'm just like, how is that even possible that's coming out of you right now? All right, but listen, I want to tell you guys, uh, listen to me, okay? Because I have high school daughters, okay? I have twins. Enjoy every second of their shitting, okay? Because soon... I'm telling you, it goes by very quickly, and soon they'll have a driver's license. They won't need you anymore. You won't be Superman anymore, and they won't give a shit about you, Dwight. Speaking <laughs> of shit, okay? <laughs> All right, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Why you want him out of the house? Wait a second, this is, Stu. This how is, many diapers did is. you change? Honestly, I, I was gonna say. So what are you doing? <laughs> See, that's the problem. Uh, here, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good, still. Yeah, uh, no Dwight. diaper change. Okay, <laughs> Dwight, never, man. Dwight, uh, my wife didn't trust me with anything <laughs> important. Maybe that's the yeah. play. Maybe that's what I need to yeah. just drop yeah, her once or twice. Fumble, fumble, fumble things around. 
<laughs> poop all over the house. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Wipe my hands on the walls and do crazy things like that. <laughs> Super Bowl champion Dwight Freedy with us here uh, on Stupidity. Um, if I told you, okay, you retired in 2017. Uh, you're going, you're going to the Hall of Fame. 125 plus sacks, I believe. You got six or how many Pro Bowls, Dwight? Seven. Six or six, seven. All yeah, right. you, I'll be honest with you, I lose count, man. I don't even... Must be nice. Hey, Me too. I, hey, it is what it is. But if I told you back in 2017, which is not that long ago, that Tom Brady would still be playing and at the age of 43 would be about to, because you had these battles, epic battles with Tom yeah. Brady, uh, that Brady would be about to pl- be playing in his 10th Super Bowl. If I told you back in 2017, 43, you're retired, Brady's still playing. He's yep. about to play in his second Super Bowl since you've retired. Yep. Dwight Freeney would have told me what? Not surprised. Really? <laughs> Not surprised. Man. Let me tell you something, man. Tom, Tom is such a professional off and on the field. All right. He takes care of his body. He has special diets. And most importantly, the NFL protects quarterbacks. That's what they do. I did. Now, if this was 10, 13, 20 years ago where you could take a quarterback's head off, right. that's different, right? <laughs> but they they kind of took the intimidation factor out. They took the violence somewhat out. So now you got to lay the quarterback down gently. Breathe on the quarterback. He falls. Okay, it's a sack. So it's a little, it's a little bit different. But that being said, you know, Tom, his craft and what he did for all of those years – he wasn't like he was Randall Cunningham or, or 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 some scrambling quarterback that for all, all these years Cam Newton and taking hits after hits after hits. He's in the pocket, nice and calm and collective, sipping m- mimosas and all types of stuff. Just throwing little short passes and sometimes he throws it down the field. So you're not to take any credit away from him, but I think he's just, you know, that's the t- style of quarterback he, ha- he is, and he takes care of himself. So, yeah, he should be here. He's a great quarterback. All right, that being said, Wait. he takes care of his body, all that good stuff. Let me ask you this. Was he the most gratifying sack you've ever had? Ooh. You know, he, he is he's definitely up there. I would say the fact of the matter is he played for the Patriots, and we absolutely hated the Patriots, right? <laughs> so, as a Colt guy, you just couldn't wait to, to, to slam somebody down. Um, they, he was one of them. Big Ben for me was really. Why do so many? Why do so the, many defensive players say Big Ben was so fun to sack? Because <laughs> because the fact is his name is Big Ben. I'm so big. <laughs> I'm so strong. You know, if you sit there and watch his film, he likes to. Well, back in the day, he used to love throwing guys off with his shoulders and getting all rough and tough. But as defensive line. Guys, we couldn't wait to see a guy who wanted to struggle and fight with us. All right, that's what we wanted. All right, give me a reason to hit you harder. So when we come around <laughs> the corner and Big Ben's sitting there like, I'm, you know, I'm Big Ben, I can't be sacked. And then you hit him and he doesn't want to go down, then you really could give it to him. All right. And that's that's what you love as a defensive guy, you know, or quarterback. Not the guys who just you blow on and just wave at and just falls. You want to be able to hit somebody and just Where did- crush him. I want to paint that picture because you threw that little extra elbow there. The yeah. audience can't see that. Right? Uh, like I, was just business, talking, I was just right? talking about that's where I land. And if, he happens, <laughs> if his head happens to be there while I land, 
Ben A. You know, I'm just cushioning my fall. Where did Rivers rank on that? Because he used to love to talk. Oh, so Rivers is up. Ah, Rivers is up there. Rivers is up there. The, the difference between Rivers. Rivers is a talker, as you know, right? And before I played for San Diego, he was probably one of the guys I just couldn't wait to get to. But his trash talk is funny. It's not like he's he's like he's just talking nice guy trash talk, you know. But the thing is, he's not talking trash talk to me. He's talking to the trash talk guys to the back and the linebackers <laughs> and the DBs who aren't going to hit him. Now, I, now I, I hadn't I hadn't heard any trash talk from Phil from my entire career going against him. Right? He's <laughs> never talked any trash, and it's probably good because he can't do anything about it. I get to hit you. And so in the end. You know, Phil is up there, but the thing is, he didn't fight you. He just fell. <laughs> so so we asked you about gratifying sacks. Who's the guy you sacked that you enjoyed the least? You just felt bad for him. You sacked him, and you're like, that. I, I feel – you said sorry, sorry on the sir. way up. Oh, my goodness. David Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Levitard, by the way, thought David Carr was going to be the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. I just wanted to throw that in there. A shot at Dan. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. It, he, had, he didn't have a chance. <laughs> he didn't have – I mean, you talk about – you talk about stat games. That was oh, the stat. Okay? It. it was and, – and the thing is, his offensive line never gave him a chance. Oh, well, I mean, it was just like – you know, ready, set, hike, and just hit. It's third and long, and you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, third and long, here we go. And and we knew what was happening because they could not protect us, protect them from us. And it was just kind of like a, a, a pack of lions feasting on some type of little animal, that helpless bunny or something like that. That's in the backfield. He couldn't do anything about it. Wait, Freddie, when you saw David Carr on the schedule, did you even sleep the night before? <laughs> I was so, so excited. I, I, I promised you. It was like, okay, all right, so let's see. I only have one sack going into this game. Okay, I'm going to get at least two. Here we go. I'm, getting, I'm about to get two or three games. You know, it's one of those things you salivate at the mouth. You know, like right when you cook a steak, you start salivating at the mouth because you know how yes. good it's going to taste. Yeah, Chris knows. Oh, I know. <laughs> We mentioned we mentioned Brady before, and you played under Bill Polian. I'm wondering if uh, Bill Polian thought that Brady was going to be a receiver coming out of high school as well. <laughs> oh man, I don't you know. Get Polian, you have to get Polian shit about that with the Lamar Jackson take, don't you? <laughs> Listen, I, I I didn't even hear it, but Bill said what? <laughs> He what thought he Lamar say? Jackson. He thought Lamar Jackson, the MVP last year, yeah. uh, should have been a wide re- drafted as a wide receiver coming out of college. Did think he could be a good quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know what? Bill is a legend. I mean, <laughs> but legends can be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can be wrong. I mean, yes. Can can he play receiver? Yeah, he probably could. But I think he's better at a quarterback. <laughs> Uh, who is the quarterback? You, you said, you know, David Carr. Or ben wouldn't fight. He wouldn't say. Who is the quarterback that would actually talk some shit to you, Dwight? Is there none, a guy out there? None. Zero. None. Never. Zero. Did he, did he, Zero. Did he walk Tom, up to the huh? line and Zero. look for Robert Mathis to talk shit to or something like that? <laughs> listen, listen, man. These, you got to understand, these quarterbacks, look, they are the most protected golden boy like, you know, I'm not going to say softest, but close to being the softest guys out there on the field. Like, I've never seen my my person, 16 years, I have never seen a quarterback 
other than Philip Rivers, somewhat talk trash. <laughs> none, none, because they, they their life is on the line. They're going to get hurt, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got these yeah. big giants coming on 100 miles per hour. Back in the day when I when I started playing, you could really hit the guys. They weren't talking. They had to worry about other things. What about other positions? Like, who's a guy you played against in your career where after the game you're just like, I'm not afraid of that guy, but that guy's a little crazy? None. Wow. <laughs> you know what? So you're I the mean, crazy one. So are you the I've crazy a, one, Dwight? No. I don't. The guy that I played against, not really. You know, there's – let me think. I think, you know, got incognito, okay? Mm-hmm. I know he has a history of being a dirty player. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I, never, I yeah. never played against Richard. I've never played against him, like one on one. He would be on the other side and messing around with the D tackles and all that stuff, crazy that way, as in potentially hurting guys, you know. But I've never seen a guy that I played against that I'm thinking, this guy's really crazy and I need to worry about this guy. I, I bring the crazy to him. He doesn't <laughs> you're do the guy. That's what I, I think you're the crazy guy. He's not worried about me. I'm not worried about him. What he, he can do whatever antics he wants and act as crazy and yell and scream and all that stuff. It don't matter to me. Listen, you are you are a means to an end. I'm going to go ahead and beat you so fast to get to the quarterback, and you can be do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. There was a but was there a guy a tackle for you where if you had to face him like Jason Taylor used to tell me a Dan. When he saw Tony Baselli on the schedule, he would freak out because Baselli was so good. And, like, JT wouldn't get sleep the night before because Baselli is just – he's an animal. I mean, you, you, you've you got to get – was there a guy for you where you're like, oh, man, i got to face that tomorrow morning – tomorrow afternoon for three hours? I'll be honest. There's one guy that I played against that – I wouldn't say I was worried, but it would actually have my full and entire attention. And that guy was Jonathan Ogden, okay? Jonathan Ogden was a dancing bear. He, he was, <laughs> I always call him, I say he's a, he's a walking cheat code, all right? He's a guy who's, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, you know, the stats say he weighs 340 pounds, which is a complete lie. He weighed 400 pounds and can run like a deer, okay? So, yeah. you know, for a guy like me, playing against a guy like that it was man i better put my big boy pants on this week because if i don't i'm going to be getting ejected out the club <laughs> you know through through yes. out the window out the club yeah. dwight are you aware of how good you are at this i mean seriously like like <laughs> you are fantastic at this in a way where i think i want you to be my co-host <laughs> <laughs> Dwight, I don't know. I've never done the Dwight. Before, all right, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just hanging. Dwight, hanging I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in football <laughs> terms for you. Okay, he wants you to take all the double teams so that he gets one on one on the other side. Okay, that's what he's oh, trying to do. He's oh, trying to get you to do all the heavy lifting so that he can get oh, a, he can get to the quarterback and do his dance. Oh, you, you want me to be a D, you want me to be the D tackle or the offensive guard? Uh, yes. You're the and protecting you. Oh yeah. That, that and I also know you have access to Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah I, I, mikey i don't even know if i want to listen i am tempted to ask dwight to go ahead and text peyton to see if he can get him on right now but dwight is doing such a tremendous job i don't even think i All want right, let peyton me ask you this though will peyton return your call oh okay hey, listen i've heard i've heard that you know 
Some some quarterbacks they Payne? well listen yes a lot of quarterbacks I wouldn't put anything past any quarterback right but Payne is one guy that you know he's my brother he's gonna return my call right hey, now. Now, if you texted, like we had Brady on this podcast. In fact, Mikey, hey, do you have that to happen to Brady? We had Brady on the podcast. He was yeah. he was just coming off a round of golf. Uh, he was getting ready for that match he played with Rory. Now, he came on. Uh, I'm, I, I'm only telling you this because if you asked Peyton to come on here, would he come on here? Would he respond? Would, you, would he do it? Well... Uh, because Brady did us a favor uh, and we got him through a friend. Okay. So we kind of went through the same channels. Now I want to play a little bit of sound for you. Cause it's Brady taking a shot at one of your best friends, Peyton Manning. Okay. okay. Uh, and I want you to react to it. So this is Peyton Manning right off the golf course. He is getting ready for the match that he's playing uh, against Peyton Manning, uh, that golf match that they did with Phil and Tiger. So here is uh here's my question with Brady's uh, Brady's response. Tom, aren't you tired of beating Peyton? I mean, aren't you tired of it? No, you kidding me? <laughs> Wait a minute, he's got his fair share of mine too. So Eli's the one that I'm actually happy I'm not playing. That's <laughs> Eli on the golf course. Peyton, I got a shot. That's a good point. Oh, uh, Brady, take a shot at your boy, Dwight. <laughs> hey, listen, I get it. I get it. Those guys are tough to beat in football. Like I said, in football, not golf. I see the golf game. Come on now, Tom. I see the golf game. Why'd you get into golf? What made you get into golf? Um, no, look, let's just, let me just say about, say it this way. I lived in Indianapolis. Okay. And there wasn't really much for me to do in the off season. It wasn't like it was South beach or Miami. It wasn't like it was New York, a lot of stuff going on. So I would just be sitting around trying to figure out what am I going to do with my time in Indianapolis right now? So I picked up this golf club, went out to the driving range, and that's where my story began. And it's crazy. And once that started, man, once that started, I, it, it, it completely hooked me all the way in. It yeah. was kind of like, man, wait a minute. So you're trying to tell me that this ball isn't moving and I can hit it as hard as I want? Wait a minute. Are you, are you trying to tell me that it's my fault? Because other sports, you have other things to blame, right? You yes. Blame this, blame that. Oh, in this golf, there's nothing else. You can only blame yourself. Correct. Right? And that is like the ultimate drug for me is because I can't understand why I cannot do what I want to do to this ball and put it where I want it to go, where I want it to go. There's so, no Mike Vanderjack out there to blame, man. It's hey, you. Mike, how you doing? It was like a 35-yard field goal. You anyway, anyway, let me not go there. <laughs> I took you there. I'm sorry. That's yeah, a bad teammate. Yeah. I'm a bad teammate already. I'm yeah, a bad my teammate. goodness. A typical quarterback. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, so, so so go ahead with God. Yeah, yeah, man. So once I picked up the game, it yeah. it, it, it really kind of changed things for me, man. I used to be one of these guys that, you know what? I used to stay up all night, try to go out to the club, all this stuff. Now I started saying, you know what, guys, I want to get some sleep for my golf round at 730, tea time, 8 o'clock. All right. I, I, I don't want to go out. And then I ended up meeting people that I idolized my entire life. I mean, I ended up be, being great friends with Michael Jordan. Great wow. friends with Lawrence Taylor wow. all through the game of Sounds golf. Sounds like we, we aim you know? too low to get Peyton Manning on. 
Exactly. Oh. I mean, get MJ. I mean, yeah. You have no, no chance there. Yeah. Listen, you're listen. You're about to be my co-host. So don't future episodes. Okay, <laughs> just think future episodes. Wait, but it, no. Here's what's funny. Freddie's getting old. Freddie now wants to get a good night's sleep because he has a 7:30 tea time. Where yeah. back in the day, you were out till 7.30 for a 1 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't do that during the season. But the offseason, yes. There's a lot of stories of that. Yeah. Oh, Forget going God. to sleep. I stayed up all night. Wait, so uh, so give me – okay, so that's interesting. So give me, like, the the person you played golf with or the best, you know, foursome that you were in where Dwight's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm playing golf with these guys. This oh, my God. I mean, because Lawrence Taylor, by the way, LT plays. So, of course, I'm playing later today. In fact, when you and I are done, I'm in South Florida. I'm going out. Nice. And I'm going to play with a couple of friends. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like 70 degrees, no cloud in the sky. Really? LT, what part yeah, of South Florida? I'm in Parkland, Florida. Nice. I'm in West Palm. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, you got to come down to my course and play one day, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's tee it up. Come on now. Oh, I'm telling you. And listen, all you got to do is mention it. Just mention at, it. At, yeah. Dwight, we're doing this. I'm telling you. I'll come to you. You come to me. Whatever you want. And we'll play around. And uh, listen, I'm really good. So Ooh. what's happening? Ooh. The reason you're going up and down is because you're just not playing enough. That's it. Yeah. You just got to keep playing, playing, practicing. But LT plays here. In fact, I see Lawrence all the time. He's not a member here. But when Lawrence Taylor arrives at the golf course unannounced, it's like a parting of the fucking seas, Dwight. (laughs) He's taking everyone's tea times, all your drinks. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, that's how it is, man. He's a walking legend. And when you see him, you're like, oh, wait, that's LT. Hold on, legend. Here, take my tea time. Go ahead. Go in front. You want to play through? Go ahead. I hope he takes Joe Theismann's tea time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you can't do anything, Joe, about that. As your leg. Quarterback. <laughs> yes. Wait, so so who's like who's the person you play golf with where you're like was it was it MJ? Was that was that where you met him? Well, yeah. Well, I got invited to his tournament, his golf tournament. Okay. All right. So once I got invited to his golf tournament, he used to do it in Bahamas. Then it was just kind of like, oh, I got the intro to him, and then he started being cool with me, and then Lawrence Taylor's there, and then Jason Taylor's there. And, and Chris Dolman, you know, rest in peace, was there. And Richard Dent was there. So we had all of these guys. And it was like 500, 600 sacks on three different, two different holes. It was like me, Michael Strahan, Rawrence Taylor. I was like, oh, this is a quarterback's nightmare. Every, I mean, we got sacks everywhere on this golf course. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> was LT cheating? Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> no, never. Never. Okay. <laughs> if he was, oh, I wouldn't man. say he was. <laughs> so, Dwight, help me out here. Um, this is great. Um, you've been great. So, here we are. We're, we're you know, Thursday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, put me in your head. Where were you at, like, Thursday before you played in the Super Bowl? What is, what is, what is going through the players' minds right now? Oh, th- well, Thursday for us, um, it was a big prep day, right? So, it's Wednesdays and Thursdays were the days where you – really, you know, got in the notebook, got in the deep in the, the, the weeds of what your game plan is going to be. Now, you've been doing this from last week, Wednesday or Thursday, okay? But now it's kind of like polishing off that final little game plan. Friday is last. Friday's more like, all right, let me just make sure this game plan is, is spotless. But Thursday, you want to make sure like there are no issues with what you're doing because 
Friday's Friday's more like dress rehearsal. You know, it's kind of like, all right, we've been doing this for a while now. We should never have any issues. Thursday's the last day you could probably have a problem. All right. So right. the intensity is up. The focus is up. You know, it's, it's, you're still really, you know, like the coaches can still scream at you on Thursday. <laughs> it's amazing. Coaches don't scream on Fridays and Saturdays. Right. All right. But on Thursdays and Wednesdays, you know, they, 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 get it, they get it all in. <laughs> oh, yeah. They get it in. They get it in. They have a tough schedule and they're worried about their situation. So they're, they're, they're like tension is high on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Friday right. is kind of like, I don't want to upset the player, I don't want him to play back. You know, that's just obviously super week is this huge thing. You guys get to go and spend the, the, the whole week and do all this stuff. You don't have to say who, unless you want to, did you have any teammates where you're like, Hey, listen, we're, we're in new Orleans. We're in Tampa. We got to make sure this guy's in bed when it's time to go in bed. And we got to make sure that he shows up for the game on Sunday. Oh, it sounds like that guy might have been Dwight. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what it is, is we were blessed, man. We, um, we had Tony Dungy as a head coach and he, you know, him between him and bill, they picked really high character guys. All right. Where they knew the responsibility was on them to make sure that they were where they needed to be in accountability to being where they needed to be. Okay. It wasn't one of those situations where we had to worry about a guy doing the wrong thing because he would have never been in the organization to begin. All right. So we treated everybody like men, and just said, hey, guys, this is the schedule. This is what time you need to be there. And everybody was there. Um, how about, like, for you guys, just Brady being in the way and that team being in the way, how many Super Bowls do you think you, Peyton, that group has, if not for Peyton, if not for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say. A lot, right? I mean, yeah. We're going to say at least, let's see, 2003 for sure. Um, we're going to say at least. Years. At least. He knows. At least, at least three, at least, <laughs> at least three. Okay, right. 2003, 2004, um, beat him in six. Yeah, we will be at least three rings or two wings heavier right now. Let's just okay. say that for sure. What's the loss that sticks with you the most? Is it a Patriot loss? Is it that Jet loss? Because that's on you. That's not on Belichick and Brady. I'm a Jet fan. Sorry about that, Dwight. Yeah, What's that okay. loss that sticks that's with the you only, the most? That's the last win you had in the playoff. You know, Mikey's I was at that AFC oh, title God. game in, uh, in Indianapolis. I was there. It's fine. You guys took a picture. Right? It's going to be a while, right? <laughs> Listen, Dwight, it's all we have, man. 40 years. It's I all do. I got, man. I, I don't understand. Now, let's not get on the Jets. I, listen, I, listen. I don't know what the heck is going on in that organization, man. You guys, yeah. you guys should. You guys get number one, like the top ten picks every single year. Yep. Okay, and you can't find a way to get it done. Like, what I is know. going on over there? Thanks for reminding What's us. Up? What's up? <laughs> You're loyal. It tells me about the type of guy you are, though. You're a real loyal guy. I am a loyal guy. I, yeah, you are. So, yeah. Listen, because I maintain, like, eventually they're going to get lucky and win. <laughs> and it's going to feel really good, you know? Well, All listen, heartache, right? Yeah, listen, you know what? The best thing that ever happened to you guys was Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, it might have yeah. been the best thing and the worst thing. The best yes. thing is the fact that you know it's possible. The worst thing is you know it's possible. <laughs> so you're gonna sit it's been and, possible. And, 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 <laughs> For all the years to come, knowing that you could possibly win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you guys feel 
that you were pretty much everybody's second favorite team because you were the team that we like. I was a, a, a my second favorite team was the Colts because I knew the Jets couldn't beat the Patriots and Tom Brady, but I knew you guys had a shot. So, like, did you feel <laughs> the whole country outside of New England kind of rooting for you? You know what? I never actually paid attention to that, but that makes all the sense in the world. I think all the hatred for the Patriots, no matter who played against them, you would root for the other team. And I'm sure you probably rooted for the Colts more than, than other teams because we were there so many times. Uh, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. You know, it's, uh, I never felt that, you know, I was so embedded with what I was doing and what we were trying to accomplish. And, but you know what? You were the it bully that could is, beat up our know? bully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go yeah. Indianapolis to go ahead and beat you guys. You know, so we got it done. No, we got it done. Dwight, have you ever seen anything like Patrick Mahomes? Ooh, Patrick is 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 like an alien. Um, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he he really is. It's he's like a he's like a Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was the guy that could do everything. Okay, Aaron Rodgers could scramble. Aaron Rodgers could throw a mile. Aaron Rodgers could be accurate, but Patrick is all of those things just enhanced right okay he could throw the ball maybe further he could he could run faster you know what i'm saying too so it's kind of like from an ability standpoint what he's doing over there he and he's a smart guy because the thing is he doesn't just run off and run he runs when he needs to run mm -hmm. okay and he gets nine ten yard chunks at a time the thing is that i worry about is them falling in love with him as a quarterback and throwing the ball just because they yeah. can. It's it's funny. Like <clears throat> I started playing John Madden football again, right? So because right, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. retired, I got nothing to do. So now I'm trying to go, <laughs> hey, what can I do to spend time? Blah blah blah. blah. So I'm playing this game, and anytime right. I pick a team, right? Like you know, a team where a quarterback's running around and has all the ability. That's all I do is pass the ball. But I forget about the balance of the game. I end up losing all the, with all the best quarterbacks where I am losing those games because you have to be balanced, right? You have to surprise them with some runs. And even though you have the best player on the planet of earth, you still got to, 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 to respect the game in the way that it go, that it goes. So only fear with him is that and them is that the love, you know, that they have for him that throwing the ball and he can do everything. You're going to catch, catch the defense up to knowing that's what they want to do and then prepare for that. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. I think so much you'll love me for this. Okay. Because there's so much focus on Brady and Mahomes, and really <clears throat> I think the success of the Buccaneers, especially last week. And I guess against the saints, is their ability to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers by using just four. You know, they're not breaking the blitz. And I think that's a huge key. If the Buccaneers can get pressure on Mahomes with just those four guys, Dwight, the four defensive linemen, I think the Buccaneers are going to win this football game. I think that's the big key to the game. I think, you, and you're right, um, look, the, the key to every game, well, I, and obviously I'm going to say it's pressure, it's, yeah, it's pressure yeah. on the quarterback, okay? Because the game – has now evolved to being that. Everything about the quarterback, passing the ball. So whenever you can put pressure on the quarterback, okay, and distort that whole 
you know, game plan because they like to, they, when they see the blitz, they can prepare for that. Slide the protection, protect it out, have hot routes, run certain routes where guys get wide open. But when you don't blitz and you have seven guys or in coverage and you have four guys who can get the pressure, now you have best of both worlds. You cover and you put pressure, okay? And you can't see the pressure because it's not a blitz. So you don't really know where it's coming from, which then enters anxiety, okay? So now when you're playing guys like Tom Brady, when you're playing guys like Patrick, now you can get pressure with the four guys up front. That's when you have a chance to win. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, Mike Golick Sr. is in the uh, the Zoom here. Uh, Mikey A? Yes, I am. Oh, hello, Mike. So, Mike, Dwight Freeney, who's my new co-host, by the way, uh, he said he has nothing to do, but he's not, now he has something but to golf. do. He, nothing but golf, Mike. Yeah, he, yeah he's co-hosting, uh, he's co-hosting uh, his podcast with me. Mike, we were just talking about the game coming up here, and I was telling Dwight, I think the key is, like, a little line talk, so I think you guys would, would, would appreciate this, okay? Two D linemen on the phone right now. Mike's son was an offensive lineman. Mike, we were talking about the Buccaneers. Everyone's focused on Brady Mahomes. The Buccaneers' ability to get pressure on the quarterback using just the four defensive linemen, which is what they did against Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. To me, and I think Dwight agrees, that's the real key to this game. If the Bucs can get pressure on Patrick Mahomes just using four guys. Well, first and foremost, um, Dwight was part of the biggest debate I ever had with Mel Kuyper the year he and uh, Julius Peppers came out. I was done. Dwight say he should be going before Julius, and Mel was Julius. But I think it turned out both uh, had pretty good careers, so I think that worked out okay. Yeah. Wait, you were on the Dwight um, side, Mike? You were on the Dwight side? Is that correct? Oh, yeah, I was definitely on the – with me and Mel went at it. We went at it. And it turned out we were – Turned out we were both right. You know, oh, both both are, you know, Hall of Fame guys. So, Appreciate you, Mike. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> it's, it's, and listen, as far as this line play, there's two ways to look at it. You look at what Kansas City's going through. They're going through a three-personnel change on the offensive line. Right tackle, Remmers to left tackle. Right guard, Wiley to right tackle. And backup guard in Wisniewski coming to his guard. So you got a three-person switch. Remember in Green Bay, you had Bakhtiari out to back up left tackle in. And also the right tackle got worked by Shaq Barrett. Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett brought it on the outside. And Green Bay did nothing to help. They left those guys on an island. That's what their offense is. So be it. So you look at the outside rush again from Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett. Are they going to be able to beat their guys one-on-one? One thing that will be different, Kansas City is not going to let those guys free rush if they're doing well. They're going to help. They're going to chip with a tight end or chip with a back 
and won't give him that free rush. But that is something to look at because I heard Dwight saying he's right. If you get pressure with four and can drop seven, man, you're in the catbird seat right there. And on the other side, I'll say real quick, the guy I think that can have a big effect is from, it doesn't matter from year one to year 21, Tom Brady could be the greatest of all time, but one thing he can't do is move very well. And when you have a six foot six, six foot seven D tackle in Chris Jones, who can wreak havoc in the middle, meaning he is going to bring pressure up the gut and be right in Brady's face, that could prove to wreak some havoc because we saw Brady throw it up last week when he got some pressure and he threw a pick. So I think that's going to be big on the Kansas City Chiefs side as well. Yeah, Mike, I, Mike, I, I agree with you, man. I, I, every year when we played the Patriots, or whenever you've seen Tom struggle, okay, it's because of the front four pressure. You think about the Giants when they played them in the Super Bowl, right? Us at the Colts when we play them, New Orleans when they won versus, you know, the Bucs and all of that. It's putting pressure with the front four guys that – creates the issue for quarterbacks because it's not a blitz. It's not like you know where it's coming and when it's coming. It's one of those situations where they think and they have this false sense of reality of safety. They feel safe because they potentially have the numbers to protect me, them and they'll have time to throw the ball. But sometimes it is a, a false sense of, of safety, of reality, because you have a guy who defies that which you'll you know, maybe get with Shaq Barrett or Jason JPP or something like that. I'm really wondering because Spagnuolo comes from the Jim Johnson tree. Now, Jim Johnson, the late great Jim Johnson, he was my D coordinator at Notre Dame. That's how friggin' old I am. But I know Jim's defense. And, and listen, Spagnuolo is going to dial up some blitzes. And I heard Dwight talking about that as well. Man, let me tell you what. If you see a blitz coming and you don't see pressure on the quarterback, your defense is dead, especially with Brady. He is going to destroy you. Yep. So your blitz has to get home. Absolutely. And that's the one the one difference on the blitz. If you ask me right now, hey, a tight end for Tampa Bay is going to score a touchdown, I will bet heavy money it will be Cameron Brate over Gronkowski. Gronkowski has been doing the dirty work. He's been staying in and helping with the blitz. He's been staying in and helping with the max protection because he's a better blocker than Cameron Brate. And Brate's been the one going out and receiving. So I think that's been a bit of a switch that's worked really well for Tampa. Yeah, and, and one more thing. I, I think what it is is, is you, you'll, have, you'll have Spagnola. He'll come out with fake. You'll see how Frank Clark and all those guys are putting pressure on the edge. If they're not putting pressure with the front four, I think what he's going to do is bluff the blitz, show blitz, and drop out. Show blitz and drop out and then blitz. I think it's going to be something because you can't give Brady time to throw the ball, right? And if you're not, and if you're blitz and he, you try to blitz them and they protect it up, then you're going to kill you. So now you got to show the blitz and then drop it back. So they're protecting for blitz and nothing happens. And now they're running hot routes into defenders. This is fantastic. I mean, the two of you are just, it's me and Mikey A just got out of the way. It's amazing. Uh, Mike, I asked White this at the beginning. Um, just talk about the fact that Tom Brady, uh, put into perspective, the fact that Tom Brady at the age of 43 is about to play in his 10th Super Bowl, Mike Golick Sr. And listen, it's, it's a joke. I mean, I saw a graphic where they split his career in half, first 10 years, second 11 years, and each of those careers were worthy of Hall of Fame. It's, it's a joke. And, and I've been doing a lot of interviews this week. And listen, I love Pat Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the game right now. 
but it's getting, it's almost insulting to Tom because somebody said in 10 years, will we, will we be talking that Pat Mahomes has done more than Tom Brady? I said, stop it. I said, Pat Mahomes is in his infancy compared to what Tom Brady has done. Pat's the best quarterback in the game right now. Tom has done it for year upon year upon year upon year. So yeah. let's, let's appreciate what he's doing and not get ready to hand over the reins just yet. We've already said Pat's the best quarterback in the game right now, but let's not get carried away with the history of some things when Pat's been in the league for three or four years. You know, let's give that a little time and let's give Tom his due for what he's done. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. And, and I think sometimes, you know, we have the tendency to do that where we want to compare everybody to the greatest, right? And it's just, it's just part of, I guess, the DNA of people at being sports fans. They do it in basketball all the time. You know, when Michael Jordan is one of those guys that come once every 100 years, you know, Tom Brady's once in every 100 years type of guy. You can't compare every guy to one of the greatest that's ever played. Let, let, let not, let's not put that pressure on the player that's actually having that, having that success. Let's just say he's a great player, okay, and we hope the best, and we'll see where it ends up in the end. But to compare him to a guy who's played 20 years and has gone to 10 Super Bowls is ridiculous. Think about, and I know we've all discussed it, but everybody's saying when, when Tom and, and Bill split up, Tom, what, what Tom did this year to have no offseason, no preseason, Crazy. work with a new team. He beats a walk-in Hall of Famer in Drew Brees. He beats a walk-in Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers. And then and now if he beats, you know, the best quarterback in the game this year, I mean, what more can the guy do? And, and you know he wants to keep playing. He wants yeah. to keep going. It's just it's incredible what he continues to do. And, oh, by the way, I'll just be part of the first team that's played the first Super Bowl at home. So, I mean, my God, what a, what a charmed life this dude is having right now. History is going to look back at that gauntlet that he goes through. And you're right, Mike. If he gets through this, he's not going to stop. Win or lose, he's not going to stop. Why would you stop no, playing? No. But history is going to look back at that gauntlet of quarterbacks you just talked about. And we're all going to forget about Heineke, that poor Washington quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to forget about that guy. I want to ask both of you. Uh, and Dwight, I'll start with you. What do you think America wants to see most on Sunday? Less than two minutes in the game, okay? Do you think they want to see Tom Brady coming out down three, down six, one score game with a chance to win it? Or do you think they'd rather see the Bucks up three or six and Patrick Mahomes and that offense come out with less than two minutes to go and have him try to win the game? Which do you think America wants to see more? Man, that's a, that's a tough, tough question. Um, <laughs> because there's a lot of people who don't like Brady just because they hate the Patriots. So, yep, so, yep. so that, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's kind of like, hey, please let it be Patrick who sticks the dagger into, into Tom. And then you got a lot of guys who love Tom and just want to see greatness happen again. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, me personally, I think that more people might want, you know, the Chiefs to all of a sudden put the dagger into the whole entire Patriot way in a way. And maybe that's just me because I played in Indianapolis and there's a small little pepper of hate for just anything Patriots. But that being said, you know, you know what? They may want to see just greatness prevail, you know, and, 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 and that's what Tom is. He's greatness. He is great, he, you know, and, he, and hopefully 
there's a situation to where though we can sit there and watch and, and throw back some you know popcorn or what have you and just put our feet up and see what happens. This is what we do in society, though. We you 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 cheer for somebody and then they become a winner and then they grow and incredible incredibly like Brady has and then you start to hate him. Now you hate for the Patriot way and all that too. I get it. But look what we did with Golden State when they started winning early. Oh my God, they're the guy. We love them. We love them. And then all of a sudden, wait, Durant goes there, and I won't get you started on that, Stu uh, guys. But then all of a sudden, they become the villains. You know, it's like they love you when you climb the mountain when you first get up there and you're at the top, like Pat Mahomes. Let's see if Pat Mahomes win three Super Bowls in the next five years. If all of a sudden there's, okay, we want to cheer for the next guy. Who's the next guy going up? It's amazing how we do that. It really well, is. Well, Mike, I've always hated the Patriots, so that doesn't apply to me. Okay, I, <laughs> never, liked, I never liked those guys. Hey, those. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, there is that side of it. Here's how I think. Here's what I think America wants, and it's against what I want, and I don't know what Dwight wants, but as a former – defensive player i'd love to see a great defensive game being 10-6 but nobody 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 else wants to see that everybody wants everybody wants to see in the 30s or the 40s so i'm not only making a prediction of a score i'm making a prediction of a situation 31 31 31 31 late in the fourth quarter kansas city has the ball and it's going to be the young kid in Mahomes takes them down they kick the game-winning field goal and win at 34 to 31 yeah that's too many points for me I want all field. I want all field goals, Mike. Yeah. Mike, I want Me all too, field goals. I'm with you. No touchdowns. All right. I, I want nine to three. Shaq Barrett three. wins. That's wins the MVP or Chris yes. Jones. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. Frank. Yes. Let's go. That's our game. <laughs> that game stinks. Yeah. Exactly. Here no. No. That game yeah. is great, yeah. man. I'll be. I'd be sitting there watching that thing hammered, loving it. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Listen. I. You, Listen, I'm Tom Baldy. I got two co-hosts now. So, I mean, <laughs> Golik, get out of here. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to you and your family for all your support this week, Mike. No problem. Hey, Dwight, good good seeing you, man. Love your career. Love what you did, thank man. You. Great appreciate job. it, Mike. Take care. All right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Mike Golik, Sr. Oh, I miss that man so yeah. much. Mikey, yeah, I miss Mike Golik. It's fantastic. <laughs> he is the best. I love him. Uh, Dwight, we're going to get you out of here in a second. You've been great, um, and we're going to play golf, and perhaps we're going to work together moving forward. <laughs> Dwight, real quick, I'm going to ask you, your best uh, in a weird game where you have to give your best Tom Brady story, okay? And if you have the best Tom Brady, do you have one? Do you have a good Tom Brady? You want to go Brady? You want to go Manning? It's up to you. We, Peyton can, we, or can, Brady? Go, we can go Brady. We can go Brady. Okay. All right. So your best Tom Brady story is blank. Well, I was playing for the Chargers, and I was defensive lineman prior to, and then all of a sudden some genius wanted me to play outside linebacker. I don't know why. And I ended up playing outside linebacker this particular. Was it Polian? No, it wasn't. Actually, they <laughs> tried to put you receiver. In, we we put in Grick. We had Grickson, you know, okay. the guy who you know pretty much destroyed the Colts for the last three, four years. But anyway, okay. and so they ended up making me an outside linebacker. Okay, whatever. I go to the Chargers now. Okay, now I'm all of a sudden an outside linebacker, and now I have to play coverage. I don't play coverage. All right. Like, if the ball is being hiked, I need to be running towards the ball, not away from the ball. <laughs> right. So, you know, I had I had a, you know, one of our coaches, I won't call him out. He was like, hey, Dwight, if you, you know what, what you're missing in your game, if you really want to be a Hall of Famer, you got to pick up your interceptions. You got to you gotta be able to be a, a, a you know, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm already in like year 
11 12 or something at this point like you're already in canton okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's gonna happen but in the end if it happens great but in this moment in my career i'm thinking to myself all right i already have over 100 sacks at this point and he's talking about he the way that i'm going to be able to get to the to the to the hall of fame is to improve my i always coverage. said that about reggie white he should have had more interceptions yeah, yeah that's, that's what i'm talking about like are you kidding me if I'm if I'm if I'm tipping the ball, if I'm batting the ball down, or I'm in the center intercepting the ball, there's something wrong because I'm going the wrong way. Okay, so for me, it's look. Okay, coach, you want me to? All right, you want me to play coverage? Okay, here we go. All right, so what's the scenario where I have to do it? Well, Dwight, this probably would never happen, but if we're playing the Patriots this week, if if Tom goes into an empty formation, that's the only way that you're going to be exposed. He'll never know you're dropping. But this is the only way that you get exposed. I said, okay, fine. That will probably not happen. Okay, fast forward. Sure enough, we're playing the Patriots. Here we go. And sure enough, they call the defense that I hate, which was me dropping back in coverage. <laughs> and then sure enough, the Patriots are in an empty formation. So now I have to stand up, which I never do, and sit there and disguise and cover Gronkowski. Now this is Gronkowski in 2000, like 11, 12, or something like 13, when he was on top of the game. Like I, Pete Gronk, Gronk, right? Pete Gronk, all right? right yeah. And I haven't. I can't cover anybody at this point. I can't cover myself. I mean, you want me to cover Gronkowski? So I'm back there, <laughs> and I just glance at Tom. Tom looks at me. It almost looks like he laughs. He looks at me. I look at him. And then I try to look away like, like I wasn't really paying attention, kind of like, you know, hey, maybe he didn't see me look at him, that he noticed it was me. And I kind of glance in the corner of my eye. And I see, I see Brady do this with his hands, like that, which I'm like, oh, he's telling Gronk to run a, a, a slant route. I said, oh, I got him. Oh, this is going to be great. He didn't see that I saw him. So I sit there, ready, set, hike. I sure enough try to jump the slant route. And long story short, I ended up running 40, 40 yards later. I'm running, chasing Gronk down the field <laughs> because they actually end up running an out route and not a slant route. And I'm a genius guy. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're running. And, and now I, I have to chase Gronk 40, 50 yards down the field. I, I, and it's crazy. I was laughing and cursing at the same time <laughs> running down the field covering Gonkowski where I should never have been. <laughs> did, did Brady remind you? Did Brady tell you, hey, I got you? Listen, he didn't have to. He didn't even have to. It was one of those things I know. Like He's like sitting there laughing inside like, oh, my oh. God, they have Freeney in coverage. This is, is going to be hilarious. You know, and I'm over here. I'm over here, like, scared to death. Oh, my God. I'm in coverage. And Brady's um, eyes lit up. Um, they're not going to make him cover Gronk, are they? <laughs> Why is Freeney standing? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I couldn't. I could not believe it. But it, then again. Neither could Tom. Yeah. Then again, I could believe it. It's Tom Brady, Gronkowski yeah. in the height, and I got me. Old ass me, who's supposed to be going this way, not doing. Do you that, just look right? at your defensive coach on the right. sideline and go, "Is this what you wanted? Is this is this your yeah, big yeah, plan? Exactly. <laughs> is this what you want, like the glad, like the gladiator? 
Is this what you? <laughs> All right, two two quick ones. I'll get you out of here. We'll talk about what you're doing with Madden uh, in just a second here. Two quick ones for you. Uh, you want the next Colts quarterback to be blank? Ooh, I want Deshaun Watson. Yeah, now, I know he would. I would know he would never go probably because he probably hates us. Just how because they're you're a divisional opponent, right? And you right. always have some get in line, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there right. you go, Jets. Anyway. But it seems like who he hates now is the Texans, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so yes, 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 right. yes. Yeah. There's pro- yeah, that is true. Right. That is true. Well, I, I just know that if he would play for the Colts, the Colts have everything that they need. That mean that, that he would want. They really do. They really they they have a balanced offense. They have receivers who can get, get it done. They have an offensive line who will protect them. I don't know the if they're exactly I don't know if there's a better offensive line out there. Um, that will protect him the way that the Colts' offensive line would protect them. Okay, you have a quarterback as a at a head coach who understands how to get these quarterbacks to play the game uh, the way that it should be played. Um, you have a heck of a defense on the other side. All right, so you have a team that's just really missing an explosive player here or there on offense to really you know really make that run, and he could be that. And so I think he would probably fit best there. It's amazing the uh, Texans had DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun yeah. Watson, and now they're gone. Like, it's yeah, wild. I can't, I can't believe it. Mismanagement. Uh, all right, and before we get to uh, third and long, a Dwight Freeney challenge that you're doing here uh, with Madden 21. Uh, who do you like? Give me it. Mahomes, Brady, Super Bowl. Brady going to win his seventh. Mahomes going to win his second. What do you think? Well, I have a – it's funny. I think, logically, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay, let's just put it out there because okay. I think that they have too much offense going and it's going to be – if they get their, their their game rolling, they had 540 yards or 560 yards of offense last time they played, all right, played the Tampa Bay Bucks. Right? Yeah. Like, like the only thing that was stopping them was the goalpost or, or the, end, <laughs> the end of the stadium because they couldn't just keep running, all right? That's, that's the only thing that, was, that stopped those guys, all right? Yep. They had a, they had a issue to transitioning the points in the red zone last time they played them. All right, so I don't know if they have an answer, Tampa Bay. Even though Tampa's defense has been playing better as of late. All right, now I have a lot of ex ex coaches and friends on the Tampa Bay the Bucks side, so maybe my heart says, "Hey, I want my boys to win one more." You know, and I, I see the stars trying to align for Tom. You know, sitting there where you would say, sure. oh, my God, seven touchdowns. I mean, seven Super Bowls. This is going to be the greatest storyline ever. I just – logic tells me, you know, the Chiefs have too much power offensively and they're going to get it done in their defense. You know, the thing is they hadn't stopped the run well, and I think they're going to stop the run coming up. All right. Listen, those are uh, those are great reasons. Uh, listen, the only the only reason you go box or anyone would go is, is Brady. Is you just think he's going to be able to pull it off well, uh, yeah, in the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then maybe the defense. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's the thing is, it, it's it, and I've always said this, and I will continue to say this. It's not a hate comment, but it's the quarterbacks get too much blame when you lose that's, the game, and they get too much credit. credit when you yeah. win. And it's right. somewhere in the middle. Usually, is where it falls for for Tom. Like Tom had three interceptions last game. They should have definitely right. lost that game based on turnovers. And he didn't have a great game. Okay. He had a great half. All right. But the offense, they did enough to win the game. I mean, what do you say? Crown Brady. Hey, Brady, you're the greatest. He got three <laughs> interceptions. He's probably hitting himself in the head. Like, I cannot believe I threw three interceptions. I had a, I had a horseshit game. That's probably what he's saying. 
Yeah, right? plus he doesn't play defense, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He, didn't, he didn't create those turnovers. Yeah, exactly. uh, Dwight, so, so tell everyone what you're doing here. You've been great. Fantastic. We appreciate the time. Uh, third and long, uh, a Dwight Freedy challenge with Madden 21, which you you are now playing again uh, because you have time on your hands. So what but, are you doing? Tell everyone what's going on there. Well, I'm partnering up with Generation Esports, okay? And they're the largest scholastic esports platform in the world. And it, 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 what we're doing is because of this pandemic, right? <clears throat> people are everywhere. And I'm all about community getting people together. And the best way to get people together right now is online, <clears throat> right? So, you know, my boys, my friends, they're texting me, Dwight, you're trash. You used to play, able to play Madden back in the day. You have all this free time. And you don't want to get online. And I'm a better Madden player than you. And I've been talking so much trash. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting back on the sticks. I'm getting back on Madden and I'm nice. setting up a tournament so that you can show me how good you really are. So that's nice. what I'm doing, man. I'm setting it up. They can, anybody can follow me on any of my um, social media handles, IG, Twitter, and kind of figure out what's going on there and when this tournament's going to happen. I partnered up with Brand Jordan. My friend Michael Jordan is throwing some exclusive sneakers, nice. only, only making 23 pair in the world just for my tournament. So the winner will be able to get a pair of these exclusive shoes. We have other sponsors throwing in other different prizes as well. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I have some other celebrities going to be involved, other athletes going to be involved, some basketball players, some former football players, football players, current football players. So it's going to be a whole big deal, man, of just trying to see who's going to be better at this game during this crazy time that we're living right now. That's awesome. Uh, Give out your uh, social media handles so people can uh, follow you on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are, Dwight. Just go to I, at Dwight Freeney, um on Instagram and, and go to Twitter. And same as well. It, it's it's easy. You go in there. You you find out what my, about a, I guess about a week or, or so I want to come out and post everything and where it's going to be and what time. But they can okay. go to any of my social media handles and, you know, uh, or go to the website um, and you just Google it and you'll see every, all the information there. It's going to be fun, man. And especially what, oh, else man. Do, what else do you got to do? You got nothing to do right now. Uh, no, I'm going to do it after I play golf. I'm going to register for the tournament. Uh, here's what I want you to do though. I want you to get 24 pairs of those sneakers. from Jordan. <laughs> Give one to me. Okay? Well, hey, <laughs> hey, if you can beat me in a round of golf, we might have something. Okay. Done. As long as the Done. strokes are right. As long as the strokes Done. are right. The strokes have to be right. All right. I will listen. I will give you whatever amount of strokes you want. You will get that. You'll come down here. I'll, I'll Take you. I'll show you my handicap, so you yes. know I'm not cheating. And then we will figure <laughs> out. Listen, I ain't Lawrence Taylor. Okay, oh, I mean I'm gonna oh, play. It, <laughs> I'm gonna play it straight. I'm Poor just Lord. I love LT. Yeah, I know. Yeah, listen, Jordan was the one who told me he cheated on the golf course. I, they were playing here together, and Jordan's like, "Listen, man, I just let him get away with whatever he wants to get away." You with. better. You better. There's, there's a there's a sack strip fumble coming up soon if you don't put a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, when you have uh, when you got everything set up tell us we'll yeah yeah they, they, can, go to, they okay. can go to my website okay. though third and long dot gg okay third and long dot gg um and you can find out all the information or go to any of my social media hands okay uh dwight this has been a uh it's been a real uh thrill for me i watched yeah. you your entire career so it's been a thrill for me and uh you're great at this man, hey, man i appreciate it. I had you fun and, you, I had you fun. and i will talk more man Fantastic. absolutely thanks for having right. me 
Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 